Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with a loquacious MF Moody about different types of rare shifters. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because I wanted to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations from both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatpookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining and on to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you today? Uh, again, sorry about the technical difficulties. That's that's okay. We've had fun. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun already. Uh, <laughs> all the outtakes. I have, um, you said you have a dire wolf sh- shifter. I have one of those too. Okay, you started explaining it to me, but it was over Discord and confusing. So how do your extinct animal shifters work? Let's start there. Okay, so in my Alters Shifters universe, um, you have what you are called mundane shifters, and they can be anything like your snakes, your horses, your wolves, your bears, just your normal, any normal animal that is, including insects, fish, birds, whatever. However, they, they don't shift until they're about somewhere between like 12, 13, like basically around puberty. In my universe, if they experience an extremely traumatic event, so, um, and I, I do have that in, in, um, with some of my characters in my book, uh, they experience a very traumatic event. It actually alters the shifter within them. So, for example, my dire wolf, he was a normal wolf. His mum was a wolf. His dad was a wolf. He was a wolf. But he experienced something very, very traumatic. And then the first thing they discovered of, of him becoming this altered shifter was when his first shift, he wasn't a normal wolf. He was a dire wolf. Same, there's, there's a bear. He was a grizzly bear. He experienced something extremely traumatic. And because they knew what had happened, they were expecting him to come out altered. And he he did. He came out as a prehistoric cave bear, which is a massive, massive bear. Okay. But you also have them so that it can be kind of, it goes that kind of mutation back into a, a prehistoric or a, an, an extinct animal, such as I had a tiger, both his parents were tigers. He had something that happened to him and he became a saber tooth. But there's also another twist. It can also, not just an altered um, animal, but you can become a mythic one. So there is a dragon. Now, he growing up was a Komodo lizard. He was a Komodo dragon, but he experienced something very traumatic. So when he shifted, outburst this fire-breathing dragon. All mythic shifters are altered, but not all altered shifters are mythic, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense, yeah. They take it, um, an evolutionary step back to become something that is is more... Deadly. Not just, but also more protective. So, for example, uh, the direwolf becomes very territorial and very protective like that. It can go back to to the trauma. Um, the book I'm currently writing, which w- will be out next week, has a unicorn shifter. Now, she's a, an Akulteke horse, which is they're the little horses with the metallic coats. Right. When she, the traumatic experience she had, she was clutching a unicorn stuffy when she when this happened. So when she finally shifted, out came a unicorn. Now, this unicorn, she's very aggressive. She's very ferocious and very protective, and she will stomp and gore the ever-loving crap out of you because she's so protective. It riles up that instinct. Okay. So. Gotcha. I love reading shifter books and things like that, but I just wanted to make it different. So you've got your mundane shifters and then you've got your altered shifters, but altered can also be mythic. Generally, your alters are your, like your genetic throwbacks or your, your extinct animals and your mythic are, well, obviously your mythical creatures. 
Gotcha. Now, is that, do you have the one series with that kind of mythology or do you have the one series with only extinct kind of shifters? Okay, so I've got two books out at the moment and another one coming out next week and it's my Altered Shifters universe. So the Altered Duet is a paranormal reverse harem. Okay. And you will see Altered Shifters, you'll see Mundane Shifters, you'll see Mythic Shifters. The other thing is with the Altered Shifters is um, something really, really traumatic happens post-first shift. That genetic throwback does not happen. It does alter them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change their animal as as such. So, for example, in Altered, um, you have Sila, who is the main FMC. She's the main character. She's a snow leopard. She's a very undersized female snow leopard. Now, she goes through something extremely traumatic. Her snow leopard, on appearance, looks exactly the same. However, she's stronger, multiple times stronger. She has multiple times more stamina and endurance and can endure a lot more. And her dominance is off the like, – because dominance has like a big thing and it's off the scale. So whereas her, whereas the direwolf is visibly different, okay, hers is not as, as visible. So that, that you kind of have that kind of um, with just an altered mundane shifter. So you've got the visible effects and then you've got the kind of intangible effects as well. I've got the duet. I've got the the third book coming out in the series, and it's it's basically an interlinked universe. So they they can be standalone, but they will kind of go back and forth. And it's it is the one series, and it's my altered shifters universe series. So did you have any other odd shifters or extinct type shifters in in other series? Oh yes, yes. So um okay. So, um oh no. So not outside of the altered series. No, not yet. Oh, okay. So it's just, you've built the mythology. Yes. Because I have Direwolf in one series and then I have different ones in different series. Like I just, I've, I've sprinkled more playing where it's not, the mythology is based on the extinct shifter type. It's more the red herring that amongst wolves, you know, the quote unquote normal shifter type, there is this rare, mostly extinct type among shifters there's a few dire wolves left because of other shifters undermining weeding them out they were too strong they got you know so that's it you've built the mythology more around bringing them back whereas i've done kind of the opposite and they've been weeded out like they're almost extinct anyway yeah because in in my universe it's Humans and shifters have lived, like, shifters have been out and known about for thousands of years. Okay. And the whole thing of, oh, um, some of you, like, your, your Mesopotamian or your, your Egyptian or whatever, your gods and things like that, um, with the, the cat-headed, um, like, gods and things, that, that they, they say that, oh, is that kind of where some of that mythology came from with the shifters? So shifters have been out and interacting with humanity for thousands of years. And generally... You have mundane shifters, but you will get these and they understand that this happens if there is a traumatic event. So spoiler alert, I'm going to like give you one of the traumatic events that happened. My prehistoric cave bear, who was a grizzly bear, they knew he was going to become a grizzly bear because what happened was he went out camping with his family. There was a wildfire. They um, they ran and, and, and like kind of panicked a bit and, and went into a cave system and it collapsed. Okay. And he was there as his grandfather, his father, his mother, and his older brother died. And his older brother died protecting him. And they were almost at, at him and his brother when his brother finally died and because he was crushed and everything. So hugely traumatic event. He's, he's not only witnessed his family dying in front of him, right. but survivor guilt and, and being trapped. And so they pretty much knew he was going to, he was going to shift. They didn't know exactly what he could shift into because it could have been anything. Right, right. But when he first, when this, when this ginormous prehistoric cave bear came tearing out of him, right, 
there are things in place because stuff like that happens. It's they're not bred that way. It is it is a thing. So they are protected. There's is a whole thing set up for them because you have the you have the the human governments and everything like that and then you have the shifter council who takes care of all of that kind of politics and everything for the shifter side and they work with human governments and everything and the shifter council has uh, something they don't want altered shifters happening because it's such a traumatic event but they know stuff like that will happen and so they have that it's it's kind of like we have hospitals we don't want people to be injured but they're there for when people are injured right. so they have specific schools and they have grants and and um support systems and things like that for those altered shifters right okay so mine haven't been out mine haven't been out all that long in the world so there's a still a wild wild west kind of vibe of trying to get it all in line in humans abusing the shifters or the the soups and not not you've got extra bureaucracy with the humans and the extra councils mine are a bit still two hands off kind of vibe so do do your shifters have more because the extinct ones obviously we don't know as much about their animals do you have a lot of like so your dire wolves, do they have a lot of like the dire wolf traits or is it more focused on the human aspect or just the rareness aspect of them because of the traumatic events? Okay, my mine I call mine dire wolves because technically if you if you um look up dire wolves, they aren't that much bigger than today's wolves. I mean, I think they're on 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 par with timber wolves or something. Mine get called a direwolf because genetically it's that one of my direwolves, because I, I actually have two in, in the two different books, one of my direwolves is quite large. He's, there's a throwaway line in Mythic. It's like, oh, um, how big is he? It's like, oh, size of, oh what, what size? A Mustang or Clyde's like, oh, he's a Mustang. So he is quite large. I think they, they just use the term direwolf because it's popular because this massive wolf, but in other things, so such as um, like the cave bear and the, the saber tooth, it is a physical, they, they have a heightened aggression, but it is very much more the, the physical aspect rather than the psychological or, or, or mental aspect, I, I guess you could say. Okay. They are more likely to like be aggressive. They have to work because the animals are such big and so, so aggressive in that they do have to be careful about that. So it's not just like, Oh, shift is, with human society, yep, they're fine. They can control the animal. Altered shifters have to learn because their animals are so aggressive in that they have to go to these schools to be able to like kind of control because the dominance and, and the, the ferociousness and everything, they could hurt someone if they shift. It's more the physicality of it and, and appearance than particular aspects, I guess you could say. I get it. It, it also depends on what size of direwolf or when the direwolf you're talking about, because direwolves, when they became extinct, were about only 20% bigger than timber or gray wolves now. But older direwolves could be much bigger. So, and they were far more aggressive. Like, yeah. So there are different things that you have to talk about, but you don't focus more on the actual animal instincts or. Yeah. <laughs> like transferring over to the people because it's not that part of genetics see i focus more on the whole genetic aspect of you know th what's the difference between this dire wolf who's one of the last ones from his line as opposed to being amongst you know the more common just wolf shifters in this society I think I think the difference with mine as well is because with altered shifters, I mean, I read a lot of of shifter books where the animal does come into play with, and and also that that animal instinct does rile them up. Now with mundane shifters, that is, it's they they kind of have the the animal there. It's like a part of them, but it's 
kind of like two halves of of, a, of the same coin. Yeah. Whereas with altered shifters, it's not. Right. This, these are two beings inside the single body. They will talk to each other. The altered shifter or the mythic shifter has its own name. So, for example, when going back to altered, Scylla, when she's just a normal mundane snow leopard, it's her snow leopard side. She just refers to her snow leopard. Once she becomes altered, no, that snow leopard has its own personality. It has its own thoughts. It's not just the the kind of so. And that snow leopard's name is Pounce. She names herself. And that's that's part of the whole reason why they're in this whole school and everything, because they have to learn growing up. They've all, they always have that voice or, or that kind of side to them of that shifter side, that, that animal side to them. Oh, I get you. And when they first shift, that's when it first comes out. But growing up, they always have that side. If they become an altered shifter, it's not just this other side to them. It's an entirely different being with different opinions and different thoughts. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I have a I have dragons in my Artemis series, and um, I don't have them. Well, they're sh- they're born in eggs, so they're not like shifter shifters, but they're separate too. And she's the guy's name is Hudson, and so when she meets his dragon, she's like, "Okay, do you want to be river or valley?" And the dragon's like, she's talking because she's a telepath and she's talking to the dragon. And he's just like, why not call dragon dragon? And she's like, because you guys aren't the same. And he doesn't get it. And then he's, oh, God, he they don't know that they're faded mates at that time because she's a fairy. It's a whole thing. But he's like all about her just for the fact that he saw the dragon as something separate and not just a, a separate whatever of Hudson. You know, it's one of those like you can't get it unless you're a shifter. But they she's like telepathically they sound yes, different my altered shifter series that's a, it's the same thing like i actually have the ch- chapters from the animal's point of view so in altered part one you've got a sealer and pounce and you have kane and, and his bear titan and you have bash and goliath and you have Knox and fang so you will have multiple chapters from pounce's point of view you've got one from titans you got um one i think from goliath and i think you got one from fang and then in Altered Part 2, uh, there isn't one with Titan, but you still have the animals. And, and so with Mythic, you have their animal. And the way that they are, they are very distinctly their own. They're not, oh, just another part of – so so Pounce is just not another part of, of Scylla. Pounce is quite different. Titan is not the same as, as Cain because Cain is is fairly laid back and he's going, Titan is – he's balls to the wall. He's, he's a freaking cave bear. <laughs> this and he he is if he if Titan comes out, everyone the only the only basically um and and Titan does actually come out um he gets he, like Kane gets very upset and Titan comes out and to stop him from rampaging like Bash Bash shifts into Goliath because Goliath knows he can he can lead Titan away and lead him on a merry chase and then has to wait and keep him occupied until Jackson can shift into Brand his dragon and Brand can take tighten down oh so you you've basically brought in uh, a way to make a a born shifter have some of the struggles of um an infected shifter like i have um uh seraphine uh she is an infected shifter wolf but of uh siren strain so she's basically got two two extra people inside of her one is her wolf and one is her siren so you you've made you've you've written a mythology where it's not just um, a born wolf and they feel their animal. They've got an extra somebody coming in like an infected shifter. That's cool. Yeah. Although, although it's, they, they tend to um, generally um, and it, this again, 
I'm screwing with my own mythology when I'm doing this because with altered, you have like your already established altered shifters and everything. And then you've got Sila, who is a mundane shifter, has been a mundane shifter, and then goes through something so traumatic that it alters her snow leopard. To have it occur to, to her in, in that stage, it's like it almost kills them both. Okay. There's a scene where she actually explains it and it's quite emotional because it's like the whole mental aspect of it. And so rather than just having the line kind of, oh, yeah, like huff or chuff in your head, it's like, oh, rolls, like, oh, yeah, like kind of nudge, nudge, I really want to do this kind of thing. They can take over. They can force a shift. The altered side to protect the human side can, for- can just surge forward and go, no, I'm taking over. I got you. Now, the thing, I don't know with your diables and your shifters, if they can survive for a long time in their shifted forms or not. But in mine, they're not supposed to be able to survive in their shifted form for very long. Um, if something like that happens, if the animal takes over, it actually can kill the human side. And if one side dies, it basically can kill the person. So if, if for example, if, if a shifter is in like a wolf shifter stays in their wolf for too long, it actually negatively impacts on their body and their psyche and the human side and it can kill them oh okay no i have i have uh, something a little bit different where the weaker like the weaker shifters they have to shift for so many hours they can't they're not strong enough to change back they basically change back once they're exhausted and then they kind of crash for so many hours but the stronger ones they have to shift for say maybe two hours and then they need to eat or something but as like sarah's the alpha and she does a scene, it's actually really funny, where she's getting shot at and it's because she works for the FBI and everything. But she shifts back and forth several times and it makes her super loopy. <laughs> and she's like giggling over stuff and she's like, I don't think I was supposed to do that. <laughs> and then she falls through a fire escape and she's like, wolf down, wolf down. <laughs> So I show the differences of like, you know, it's good to be the alpha. Yeah. And then like, yeah, like because the, the dire wolf is born one. He's got extra. Well, I haven't actually showed some of that stuff yet, but he's got extra perks because he's born from a royal line, not just a powerful dire wolf. But she's, you know, I kind of go back and forth because she is an infected wolf shifter, but of this this rare siren strain because she got infected from a royal kind of. You know, they run Greece is her uh, quote unquote adopted family because that's who she got infected from. But yeah, it's it's funny to do the different things. Like there's a scene where one of her wolves in her pack, she can't shift back. And the cops get scared because there's a wolf in Chicago and they pull guns on her and they're like, well, she wouldn't shift back. And they're like, she can't. She's and they're like, well, we saw you do it on YouTube. And she's like, that's great. I'm the alpha. Can you do things that, you know, younger people or other people can't do? And so she finally has to show the guy like a picture of the woman on the phone. Like, this is who you're pointing a gun at just because she's in fur currently. This is the woman you're who is lying on the ground and you're just holding a gun on her. And he's like, oh, like he doesn't get the difference of like, oh, this is like I just see something scary. Yeah. So, yeah, I go back and forth between the different things of like who's got, you know, quote unquote, who's got the power to do it. But most of them, yeah, it will hurt them if they have to stay in long. But there are certain ones like there are rabbit shifters who they get too scared or it, it like they can't hold their shift because they're not powerful enough to. So it's it's kind of fun to go back with the different species to yeah. to see which ones can do what. Yeah, well, in my universe, it's like they generally will go for shifts and runs. Yeah. Now, for example, in Altered Goliath, Bash is the, the human Goliath, is his direwolf. 
Goliath, because of, of his trauma, he has to shift of a full moon. If they don't let him shift when it's a full moon, it doesn't hurt him, but he will whine and howl and throw a hissy fit until he gets to shift. And so they just let him shift. Mm-hmm. He can shift outside of the full moon. Yeah. He doesn't have to be shifted the entire time, but he just feels that extra urge to shift um, during the full moon. They can shift whenever they want to. I gotcha. Now, you do have uh, latent shifters, which are people who have an animal that, but have, have never been able to shift. Okay. You have latent shifters and there's a joke in there that's, oh, you're a latent shifter where somewhere somewhere back in your family tree, one of your great whatevers did it with uh, your, your great whatevers shifter half and then comes through. Not everyone's been able to shift. And then one day you wake up naked lying in your um, the elderly neighbor's flower bed because you've shifted for the very first time. Okay. That kind of thing can happen as well, but it's not a very common occurrence. I gotcha. Now, when it comes to Sela and Pounce, when Sela has, oh, if anyone's if anyone's read the the blurbs for Altered, it's a rejected mate, rejected fated mate. I have the fated mate things um, tropes as well. So she, her her one of the things, one of the traumatic events is she's humiliated and publicly rejected by her fated mate. On oh. top of something else that happens, which causes her and her snow leopard to become altered. Now, when that happens pounce takes over she like she shifts into pounce she stays as pounce for six weeks she has to be forced out of that shift pounce like tries to shift back into to seal it but she can't it's just too painful seal is just she's not ready and only someone who is either on the same dominance level or more dominant than her can force a shift okay and so you can, like, someone who is more dominant than you can force you to shift in, into or out of your animal. Now, I talk about a dragon, mythic dragon. He is, on, like, on the planet at that point in time, he is one of, if not the most dominant shifter in the world. Okay. The shifter council president is the other most dominant shifter in the world. And then... Sila comes on, and so as she's learning about her dominance and everything like that, and and her strength grows, so does her dominance. But when it first happens, she's she's not the most dominant shifter in the world, kind of thing. She's one of the first shifters to survive relatively intact from her experience, and so it's very much you've got not just the physical power of these of these animals, but when I talk about the dominance, it is like this aura around them, and they can have you on your knees, like a not not exactly telepathic, but it's it is that kind of if they they can demand you shift, they can demand you get on your they can push you to the ground and have you groveling on the ground with that with that aura with that power. Yeah, Sarah has some of that as a siren. It's it's uh, you know like the. Um, See that's I, that's I that's something that all alpha like um so your, your heads of your clans or your, so. I, I have like prides, I have packs, I have um clouders for cats. You you've got herds, you've got you've got your collectives. Mm-hmm. Um and and so the head, so for example, the Bruin and Bruinen uh Bruinen, which is B-R-U-I-N-E-N, which is the female version of Bruin, of the um oh I can't even think of the, the name for the collective of bears. I think this is a, a I can't sloth. think of it at the moment. Sloth of bears, yeah. So the, the Bruin and Bruinen of Cain's sloth. It's that's that's the title, Bruin and Bruinen. You have a the Leo and Leona of a pride. You have the Alpha and Beta. Um, but the Alpha and Beta, the beta is generally the, the male, but you have the Alpha and the Alpha mate of a of a wolf pack. 
Um, so you have these Which kind of in normal natural wolves, the alpha is actually the female. Yeah, but but in in the pack, it's it's uh, but these like the alpha male and alpha female. Now the other thing is you can have a Leona without a Leo. You can have a female leading a pride without the male. It is the title of leader of that pride, and they have a um, they are generally some of the most dominant of the the, the animals, like with the streak with the tiger streak. Someone else can come in and take over. Like they can do a formal challenge, and it's it's both like can it can be dominance as well as physical. But you can do challenges to take over streaks or prides or whatever. But you have to be more dominant because you are caring for and and you have to have that that skill in case you have a shifter who is trouble and needs help shifting back or forth or whatever. Or you have something, and so you have each shifter has its own natural level of dominance. And so you can have a rabbit shifter who would out dominate a tiger or a lion shifter if they yeah. are the head of their of their bunny, whatever. Well, I can't think of what they are. That the heads of of the individual collectives are generally the most powerful, and they they need to be the most powerful because they deal with challenges and they and and things like that and that, that kind of politics. Right. So everyone has a level of dominance. And you actually do see that early on in Altered, like two two cats of different levels of dominance having a go at each other, and just how, like, um, a disparity of that of that power can affect someone else, and how it's like it is it is a major major no no to abuse your your power or your dominance over someone else. One of the things like with with shifters, like generally you, you human police will have at least one shifter on their books to because the the communities are so interwoven. Right. Um. So and and you have different colleges, and so shifters will go to to particular colleges to become EMTs, to become soldiers, to do this, to do that, all within the the human communities. Now, challenges. Growing up, the kids after they first shift, they do play um, dominance challenges, just to find out how to deal with. It. And things they actually have to control their dominance. If they don't, it just wafts out everywhere, leaks out everywhere, and it can impact on other people. So they need to learn control for their dominance. So. If you're doing a leadership um, challenge or a, a dominance challenge after you are a child, it needs to be ratified or, or basically it needs to be run by the shifter council. I have that for like the lower levels. Like they have to fight their way up for the pack. Like you, can, you just can't come into Chicago and challenge the alpha. Like you'd have to become a member. You'd have to fight up in the pack. And like the the dominance for like who is ranked where at beta versus enforcer or where is your rank in the pack? You know, those are all like different dominance fights and they have to be done a certain way. She's trying to change it because a lot of it was more, Hey, it's the full moon. I challenge you. Let's throw down kind of bowl. And she wants, she's changing it more to be the standard. Like she has it at a casino in Chicago and they're live streamed. Like she wants it to be this more, sparring atmosphere nobody gets hurt nobody's taking cheap cheap shots where everybody's watching it's structured there can't be anarchy there needs to be rules there needs to be whatever but it needs to be without this whole i'm bigger and badder than you so i make the rules yeah because so any kind of challenge any kind of dominance challenge and things like that actually needs to be like a formal one and there is certain kinds of things that they have to go through to issue formal challenges certain rules and certain things that are just like technically they're allowed but morally or ethically it's just like no you don't do that and so if someone pulls it it's just that's seen as a really dirty dirty thing to do no i get it because i i have like for pack leadership and stuff like because there's so much that comes with it and there's so much responsibility i have the the matches be to the death 
and even the main characters are like especially because she was infected you know the the born shifters are kind of used to that but because she's infected she's like look i don't like it but i understand the reasoning behind it when there's so much that can be on the line you have to make it be all or nothing you can't just have it like every little idiot tries to come at you and can try again in a month you have to make it where the stakes are so high you gotta go all in or you're or go sit in the corner and be quiet so so you've got you've got like the different levels and everything in human culture you get arrested you can go to prison you can do community service and things like that and shift to culture if you break their laws because of the additional danger you could be to humanity they can be harsher um, and and you've got like yeah you can do community service yes you can be imprisoned generally though um, the the more severe cases there are okay. two really really like punishments that are not comparable to human punishment and one is you are stripped of your animal okay and you are your animal is take you you become human your animal is stripped from you it is not it is quite a painful experience. How does that differ then? Because you said earlier, if the animal dies, then the the person would die too. So it's that's magically. When that's, when that's when they're in their in their shifted form. So if if and if you're in your shifted form and ah, gotcha. So yes, there's a different um, So if you're in your animal form and you stay in your animal form, if your human half dies, like if your human half withers away, it will kill you. It will kill the both of you. It's not healthy. It's the energy in that taken. However, you can have your your. Uh, your animal stripped from you and generally when that happens your animal is not happy with you either because there are dickheads in the animal world you can see it there are like you do get wars and 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 that between animals i mean there's records of chimps going to war against each other and stuff like right. that but generally animals don't do the dick stuff that humans do to each other so if a shifter abuses their authority and and it's not just, oh, I've just been a dick. It's if a shifter abuses their authority over someone else, right. they can have the animals stripped from them. The other one is basically treason. And that's if you commit treason, your animal would get stripped from you or you die. Now, here's where it differs from humans. Okay. See, humans, we have like firing squad, guillotine, lethal injection, electric chair, whatever. No, it's death by combat. It's you. Always a good time. It's you basically have to shift into your animal and you are up, put up against a champion. It's, it is pretty much rigged as, as to say, like you are going to be up against someone of the same gender and of the same species, but who is going to outclass you. If you manage, if you as the accused managed to get them to yield, you can't kill the champion. Okay. But if you can get them to yield, you're, you are actually, you can walk away with your life. Okay. It is so rare though, you know, you're going in and you're fighting to your death. Okay. Because you don't, you don't get the opportunity to yield. And that's the thing. Death sentence, it's, they are for the most severe infractions, but they are they are not that that common, and they, it, it's kind of that harsh because of the whole abusive of power, the dominance you can use of your own dominance against other like shifters as well as against humans. So, and when it comes like um, when you're saying like the humans come across an infected shifter and she's she's a wolf and that that's why they have shifters on the police force. So if they had if they came across a shifter, they'd just call in. Okay, we know such and such is a shifter. Bring them in. They can like we'll be here as backup, but they can deal with it. So it's it's that kind of enmeshed situation. Oh, they they have that in this world too, but you know, everybody always follows the rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
I want to give a big thanks to MF Moody for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also, to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you liked what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Now let's hear a bit about what MF's working on and look forward to from her next. Well, thank you very much for having me. I had a, I had a blast, especially. Oh yeah, I can't, it... out- I can't wait for the outtakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, funnily enough, I have my book Mythic, which is the next in my Alters Shifters universe, is actually out next Tuesday. Okay, so that's with shifters and everything. I also have an anthology coming out. I'm participating in an anthology for a book signing, and that comes out on the 18th, and it's called Entwining Fate, and all the proceeds go to a UK cancer charities that's coming out and there will also be uh, linked with that is a children's anthology where some of my family members like 10 year old 12 year old have written stories and that raises money for uh, millie bags which is for families of children who have been diagnosed with cancer that's probably it for me so but thank you thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it <laughs>